Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, our very own Morgan Klein is sharing her story and walking us through her journey of faith, specifically focusing us in on the idea of contentment is greater than complacency. So join us and listen along as we hear Morgan's story. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, so I'm originally from a small town in East Tennessee. Someone has an ETSU shirt on here. I saw that. East Tennessee. Thank you, Matt. That is one of the three reasons Matt hired me. He hired me because I'm from East Tennessee. I like my coffee black, and I, my favorite food is breakfast. That's all that matters. I can leave now, right? I'm <laughs> just kidding. So I'm from a small town in East Tennessee with a sweet little family. I grew up um, with my parents and my sisters. If you do know anything about me, you probably already know that I really love and adore my family, and specifically my nieces. If you haven't already seen my phone, the lock screen is literally just their heads. I love my nieces. And that I recently got engaged. Those are the three things that you probably know about me. Thank you. I wish I had a ring to show you, but it's getting sized. It's really sad. Um, but imagine before the nieces and before the brother-in-laws and fiancés, it was my parents, my older sister, myself, and my younger sister. So I was a middle child. Are there any middle children out there? Yes, represent. Wow, there's so many of you. I love it. See you, Evan. So I grew up in a, as a middle child, older sister, younger sister, um, and a pretty average, normal, middle-class American home. Um, I did a lot of the things I bet y'all have done growing up. I've tried every sport out there. My mom spent a lot of time on the road taking me to soccer or dance or piano lessons, that was probably my least favorite of them all, or basketball, whatever it was, I got to go out and explore and see what my niche was or my passion, um, try gymnastics. As a kid, I liked to have fun, and I really, really liked to fit in. I just wanted to be a part of the crowd and really just be in the background and coast through in life. I really liked just to be comfortable and I got to live in that a lot as the middle child because my older sister, anytime I moved up in a grade, she was there to welcome me. And she left, and my younger sister was coming up behind me. And so I had this close, tight knit people around me that were giving me insulation. And I really didn't even have to speak for myself, they could speak for me, and I would allow them to do that, and I could live my comfortable life. Um, and the same was true for high school. Really, when you're probably learning to speak for yourself and make your decisions, you know, you're driving, you're going through the drive-thru, you're learning how to pay at the cash register, all of the important things in life. I didn't have to do that if I really didn't want to. I could just get my sisters to come along with me and do those things. And I can vividly remember, specifically at Sunday school, there was something about, as a middle schooler, maybe you felt this before, if you've been to a Sunday school class, the high school ministry was like terrifying. They were like old kids and they just looked scary. But I was so scared to move up to high school ministry, but my older sister is there. So I really had nothing to fear because once I got there, again, she could speak for me and I could just comfortably sit beside her and just stay in my zone. But then she left and again, remember, I'm the middle child. So my younger sister, she came up right behind me, and I got to be comfortable and just kind of stick by her side. 
She's a hoot. Y'all would love her. And I allowed her to speak for me. Um, I got to be really comfortable and stay in the background. I had the friends and I did the things I enjoyed, but I just got to be in my comfort zone. There wasn't really anything that was challenging me and pushing me to change or to grow. And I could just be comfortable. And even if there was challenging hard things in life, like girl drama, because we know that is a real thing. Girls in here, we know it's a real thing. Maybe it was a heartbreak, dating, try it out, get your heart broken. Or maybe it was just like a really hard class and I need help studying. My sisters were always there to be my cushion. They kind of comforted me and they stood up for me. Um, So I got to be really, really comfortable. And to say that my life was easy is really an understatement. My life was super comfortable. Um, I didn't actually have to work much for anything. Everything was given to me and provided um, for my parents kindly. But even to the point of, you know, you get to the mall and you go into Claire's and you find the buy two, get one free earrings. And I'm like, Dad, I really want these. And I would promise to pay him back. He knew I didn't have the money to pay him back. And he would buy them for me. And my sisters would be so upset because they were really good at managing money and they would have to pay dad back down the road. But I never had to do that because I didn't have the money to do it. And I still got the earrings, don't you worry. But my life was super, super comfortable. Everything was provided for me um, and life was just really easy. And so without knowing it, I had learned to live in this comfortable zone um, and had actually become complacent. Um, nothing really hard came my way, like I said, and when I did have hard things come my way, my sisters kind of shielded me from anything touching me. Untouchable. So the same was true for most of high school. Um, And through all of this, I am going to church with my family. I'm hearing the word of God, and I would say through all of my life, I truly don't know a day without Jesus. Um, I can remember him stirring in me early on, um, but it really just stayed at that. I didn't do anything with it because I was comfortable. I didn't really need to do anything with it, I didn't think. Um, Jesus was there, he loved me, and I got to live my comfortable life, and that felt like enough Um, until I entered senior year of high school, and the Lord started, he was still stirring in my heart, but it was in I don't know if it was a new way or the Lord was just really working to attune my heart to his voice um, because slowly I started to realize this comfort zone is not really doing it for me. Like there just has to be something else out there. And we see in Ecclesiastes 3 that God has set eternity in all of humanity's heart. I bet you can all agree that even whenever you get all the stuff, like you promise your parents you'll never ask for a new iPhone once the new one comes out, but then another one comes out and you want that iPhone. Like it's just never enough. We always are longing for more. Um, And I felt that senior year, a longing for something more. I probably couldn't have told you what it was. Maybe my sisters could have verbalized it for me, but I couldn't have told you really what was stirring in me. But I knew there was something else to be had in life. Um, eternity is set in our hearts, and we all have that desire. And that's true for non-believers. All of humanity is groaning for more. We want more. And so, have you all ever heard of the name Tom Brady? Yes, you don't have to like him. That's not what I'm asking. But you've heard the name. Even if you don't know football, 
and I'm not going to pretend like I know all the football stuff. I know enough to watch it and cheer for the Tennessee Vols. Um, but I know enough to say that he has done an excellent job at football. He's really excelled. He's gotten all the awards and anything that you could ask for. He's just a super successful person. And he has all the fame and all the stuff, the money, the rings. And so I'm going to play this. I'm not going to play. Our friends are going to help us play. This short clip for you is Tom Brady. And this happened, this interview, right after his third Super Bowl ring. So very successful Third Super Bowl, three rings, money, fame. And this is what he has to say after his third win. So even Tom Brady, after three wins, lots of fame, everyone has heard the name even if you don't know football, he says, I essentially have it all. I could really have anything I want. I have the money and the fame, but there's got to be more than this. Like, surely there's something more. And my senior year of high school, I was feeling those Tom Brady vibes of there's just got to be more. Like, I feel comfortable, life is good, but there's... There's got to be something more. So there are just a few nuances I want to show you in these two words that I've mentioned of complacency and contentment. So contentment, it's being satisfied with what you have and trusting God in your circumstances. So you're satisfied with what you have. That doesn't mean life's easy. And it doesn't mean hard things aren't going to come your way, but you're trusting God in your circumstances. You trust that he's with you where you're at. And complacency is a feeling of satisfaction with your own abilities or situation that keep you from change. So both of these, we see there's a feeling of satisfaction, but I had been so comfortable for so long I entered this place of complacency that I loved my comfort a lot, and I really wasn't willing to change. I was fearful of any kind of change, even if it meant good things, because it meant leaving my comfort zone. Contentment over complacency. So if you know anything about radio waves, not that I know much about them, but I know that they're all around us, right? We could turn on a radio and find a station and listen to something fun. So we're going to try that out. So there's radio waves all around us, and we want to hear something. So we turn it on, and we hear something. Do you hear that? We're very aware that the radio waves are active around us. So we can, we can just listen to this beautiful white noise together, if you so please. Well, we have a few other options. We can turn it off and say, it's not really worth the effort. I'm not really interested in hearing whatever is out here in these radio waves. And just turn it off and go back to some silence. Maybe that feels better to you. It felt better to me. Or 
We could change these dials and try to find something on the radio. What do y'all want to do? We want to... Some people want to turn it off. I already am going to just try to find a radio station. Oh. Here we go. His radio. Planned out spectacularly. So we found a station. And it's clear. We can hear it. The radio waves around us, we've met a frequency that makes sense. We have some clarity in what's happening on the radio waves around us. Thank you, radio. But isn't this true for our relationship with God? I said that for most of my life, I would have said I knew and loved Jesus, and I was always aware of his presence because not only was I taught that, but his presence is always around us. That is true for all of us. He's always there, and he's always speaking to us. And we have those same three options. For most of my life, I knew the presence was there. I knew his voice was there, but I didn't do anything with it. A lot of times I chose the second option, and I just tuned it out. I turned it off. It would take change to really be attuned to God's voice and hear what he had to say. And so it was... It felt more comfortable to be complacent and just turn it off and not really hear what God was saying. Or, by God's grace, senior year, he drew me to himself, and I was able to turn my heart to hear his voice more clearly and hear what he has to say to me. And that same reality is true for you. God is always around you and speaking to you. So we get to choose. Are we just going to just live in that awareness and say, sure, he's there. I know that. Are we going to tune him out and turn it off and stay in our comfort zone? Or are we going to make the choice, even if it's a hard choice, and a hard, hard choice that requires change, to tune our hearts and our minds to God and what he has to say? Contentment over complacency. Proverbs one thirty two says, for the wayward of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Those are pretty strong words. The wayward of the simple will kill them. My comfortable life, my unwillingness to change, it wasn't actually going to bring me life. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. So where was I really headed if I didn't tune my heart to God's voice. I wasn't going to stumble into obedience if I wasn't willing to listen to God. Complacency or contentment. In Revelation 3, 15 through 16, we're going there. Revelation. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Again, this is pretty, that's pretty strong language. You're neither hot nor cold. So what does that mean? You're neither on fire for the Lord. You've not yet decided to attune your heart to God and hear what he has to say, but you're not outright denying him. Like you're not hot or cold. You're living in a place of complacency. You're just living in your comfort. And scripture says, you're neither hot or cold, you're lukewarm, so I'm going to spit you out. 
So complacency is actually to our destruction if we choose just to live in our comfort zone and not step out and hear what God has to say. Not only are, is that complacency stagnant, like, you know, those ponds that the cows get and drink out of and they get all that algae on top, it's kind of gross. It's not just that. It says it's to your destruction if you are complacent. So contentment over complacency. First Timothy 6, 6 through 7 reads, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. We said there are two, there's a little nuance in contentment and complacency. Both, they find satisfaction in something. The contentment is a satisfaction with where God has you, even if it's not fun or comfortable, trusting that he's with you in your circumstance, that he's going to be with you in the hard and in the change. We can collect all of the money and all the fame. I, I did collect all of the comfort that I wanted through most of my high school days, and I lived very complacently, and it still wasn't enough. All of the money and fame, as we read in First Timothy, Tim, Tim, not Tim. Who did we just talk about? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm such a Tom Brady. He's not going to take all those awards with him to heaven. He can do nothing with it. But godliness with contentment is great gain. If we're willing to step out of our comfort zone and make some kind of change and tune our hearts to what God is saying to us individually, we can find great reward. And maybe not even on this side of heaven, but wow, what a gift to go to heaven and be with the Lord and celebrate him forever. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment over complacency. So I was actually pretty fearful to even go to college. I'm really thankful that God started stirring in my heart while I still was a senior in high school and under my parents' roof. Um, but even then, I was scared to go to college because it meant stepping out of my comfort zone. My sisters weren't going to go there with me. They actually, ETSU sweatshirt, my older sister went to ETSU. And she stayed in the corner, the tiny corner of East Tennessee. But I ventured to a little bit down further in East Tennessee. And that, that was scary. I really wasn't ready to do it. But I knew that the Lord was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I wasn't just going to stumble into obedience. I had to make that decision for myself. Contentment over complacency. And even now, if I'm completely honest with you, this is totally out of my comfort zone. I would much rather be sitting with you all in the crowd and hearing from Matt because he's a great teacher. Because that's, that's comfortable to me. I just want to be the recipient and take it in. But contentment over complacency. I would much prefer to trust the Lord with where he's calling me in my life and take that scary step out because godliness with contentment is great reward. There's great gain. And I would much rather live in that spot. And I would much rather you all live in that spot. I finished high school 
really not knowing much more of the Lord than when I started high school, which is really sad. And my prayer for you is that you have found a place here where you can belong and start to believe and know the Lord and become more like him. My prayer for you is that when you start this ministry here, you leave knowing that God is going with you. And even in the hard things, contentment over complacency. That God is calling you to obedience and he wants you to hear from him because he's always around. He's always speaking to you. So if you are interested in taking that next step, if you're like, what is my next step of faith? How do I hear from God? I'm, I'm not a radio. I can't just turn my heart to hear God's voice. My encouragement to you is we just finished a series on the ways of Jesus. So if you don't remember any of those ways, we have a YouTube channel, small plug. You can go back and listen to them. And you can hear what it sounds like to take a next step of obedience, what God might be calling you to next that would still you enough to hear his voice in your heart. Contentment over complacency. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we will have another song of worship. God, thank you um, that you are our God, that we get to trust you in this thing that we call life, um, and all that we do, God, in the hard days, in the easy days, thank you for those fun days that feel really easy. But God, I pray that wouldn't lead to um, complacency, but that we would strive to hear your voice more clearly and know you more. Would the people in this room take their next step of faith, of obedience, um, and trust you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.